You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. If you have kids, gather them now. And if not, I want you to bring out the kid inside you. It's time to unleash your imagination, tap into your creativity, and tweak your views on dogs as teachers. In today's show, we shine a spotlight on a lovable mutt who lapped up a magical bowl of alphabet soup and found her voice. That's right, she speaks English on behalf of pets and shelter animals. She is Martha from the popular PBS Kids TV series, Martha Speaks. Now, I believe Martha might be digging a hole somewhere to stash her favorite bone, so here to speak on her behalf are her two special two-leggers. First, give pause and applause to New York Times best-selling author and illustrator, Susan Mehta, and senior executive producer, Carol Greenwald. She is a producer of many delightful children programs. Hey, Susan and Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you. So so how do you think, ladies, Martha would like her introduction? Oh, I think she liked it very much. (laughs) Better than fleas on a lab, right? Oh, absolutely. Or on herself, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, Susan and Carol are here to share the doggone great way Martha plans to celebrate President's Day. That's February 15th for all you history buffs, right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. 
They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsaddlife.org. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. When it comes to politics, our country has certainly had its share of dog fights and, yeah, catty comments. But there will be no debate between the red states or the blue states on today's show. And the only bone we'll have to pick might be, yeah, one of those synthetic ones filled with tasty peanut butter. Now, who better to teach our young students about terms like nation, appointment, representation, or even veto power than a nonpartisan American who is truly man and woman's best friend. On President's Day, that's February 15th, my fellow Americans, I ask you to tune in or to set your TiVos or DVRs and catch the special two-part episode of Martha Speaks on PBS Kids TV. Now, you got to check your local listing for the precise time to tune in. Here to help us share about Martha are a couple of two-leggers. They are author and illustrator Susan Mehta and senior producer Carol Greenwald. Hey, ladies, I'm glad you're here. And let's just bring our listeners up to speed on Martha. Who the heck is Martha? Is she A, a TV dog, B, a real dog, or my bet, C, all of the above? Let's start with Susan. (laughs) I would say she's all... All the above and even more, yes. All right. She was our first dog, our first our first dog, and she was a stray. But and she was kind of a stray and a little bit of a TLC from what I understand. Yes, yes, Martha was absolutely, she was a mess, let me put it that way. When we first got her, and she was terrified of being alone. She did not want to be left alone because plainly she'd been abandoned. She had a habit of eating the furniture. She ate everything. We thought when we first adopted her or she adopted us that perhaps this was not the greatest idea. But, but fortunately, the real Martha began to shine through, and she was wonderful. I mean, she was smart, interesting. I guess, that's, I guess that's the part that got to me. She's a very interesting dog, and she was certainly drawable. She had a great Mae West chest, and she had been, she had been we were told that she was probably a Dalmatian-Beagle combo, but when we took her to the vet to, uh, to get rid of the uh, flea population, the first thing he said was, ah, pit bull mix, and that made us think. <laughs> and, uh, right. But, but uh, you know, as, as we've discovered, pit bulls are quite wonderful, and this was just a part of our Martha. Well, along think with about that. Other parts. 
Yep. You know, years ago, Susan, pit bulls and Staffordshire terriers used to be called nanny dogs. That's exactly right. Uh, a friend of mine just gave me a book, uh, I guess on Christmas, and it showed some wonderful portraits of children with their dogs. And it's remarkable how many, how many pit bulls or pit bull combinations that are in these portraits. They're just, you know, I can see it for myself. I know Martha, uh, we came down one morning and Martha uh, was sitting there with a, not a happy look on her face, but our two-year-old had put clothespins on both of her ears. And he was oh, just no. sitting there. You know, so that was, it was, a, I guess you could say it was a, a reassuring moment. <laughs> oh, We still sure. had a dog and a two-year-old, so. <laughs> Is this Nico you're referring to? Yes, that's Nico. That's so, Nico. Yes, yes, yes. So, from what I understand, when Nico was about seven years old, he was doing something that I have great glee in doing. That's eating alphabet <laughs> soup. <laughs> I have a fun time spelling, you know, and it always seems I always misspell, but maybe eating alphabet soup as a child is why I really like doing crossword puzzles today. But here you are <laughs> next to your son and your dog, Martha, and it's just yep. like, you know, one of those Norman Rockwell moments in the kitchen. Yep. Well, you know, Martha had been a very hungry dog when we got her. <laughs> I mean, right. she really, and uh, she continued to be fascinated by the idea of eating everything. And, you know, I... She was right next to my son. I mean, if she could have been in his lap, uh, she would have been. And, you know, obviously she wanted to share his soup. And he jokingly said, Mom, if Martha ate alphabet soup, would she speak? And there was that moment. There was that moment when, you know, my career, already doing picture books of my son's question, the dog, and I had been looking for a book for her. In fact, she had been in a book previously with, with Helen, her owner from the show. There was... All of a sudden, the perfect idea. I could see instantly the, you know, the soup going into her mouth, but instead of going down to her stomach, it would go up to her brain, and as soon as she had all 26 letters, she'd speak. So oh, my was, gosh. That was it. That was the idea. Uh, thank them all. Uh, brilliant child, you know, wants the royalty. Gotten much more than the royalty. So. <laughs> so. It's called priceless, Nico. Your mom's yes, a genius. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so, and I, but I think it's just you know, kids just have great, wonderful ideas. You know, when I go to schools and say, you know, give me your ideas. If you don't want to write a story, you send it to me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll do something with it. I have Feel to it. agree with you, Susan. I do a lot of public speaking, and my favorite audience happen to be always children yeah. because they're smarter than most adults give them credit for. Oh, and if you are. really just listen to them, you can learn a lot from them. Yep, absolutely, and especially if you're you're you know you're doing the kind of thing where you're always looking for ideas, and um, they're just just such a a wonderful direct way of looking at the world that hasn't been kind of changed over over the course of a lifetime. <laughs> okay, so here's the scene: you have a brilliant seven-year-old named Nico. You have a lovable, please give me some food from the table dog named Martha and a pantry full of alphabet soup. I can only imagine your imagination, Susan, must have just felt like it was at a picnic. It was absolutely wonderful. I mean, it was, for a picture book person, uh, you know, I had an immediate image of the dog, Martha, the brain, the alphabet soup, and the fact that it would not go down to the stomach. It would go up to the brain, and obviously this would mean a new sort of understanding of anatomy. But, <laughs> but the soup would go up to the brain, and then uh, as soon as all 26 letters were there, Martha would, would speak. Uh, and of course she would, because she was a brilliant, interesting, 
wonderful dog, and, and she would have a lot to say. Um, oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. From the dog's point of view, of course. Which is fun, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely lovely. I mean, it's absolutely so much fun and definitely needed to be said. I mean, she would be speaking for, you know, dogs over the centuries and letting people know exactly what was on her mind and therefore theirs. (laughs) So the possibilities were just fun to think about. Well, you've had a number of books and there's the TV show and I wanted to get Carol on board here. How did the two of you connect and from a producer standpoint, what are some of the perks of having a show like Martha Speaks on the PBS Kids series? Well, we met when I called Susan to say, I love these books. I would love to, you know, it would be, this would be a great TV series. And I think it took us a little while because Susan wasn't quite ready when we first started talking about it, but we kept at it, and um, we were, it was great that we were able to, um, to work together because we've had a lot of fun working on it. There are many reasons why I was really excited about these books, but one of them is because one of the things we like to do at PBS is to have some really great educational content. Right. So one of the things that Martha does is she helps kids learn vocabulary. And, of course, I can't think of anyone better to teach vocabulary than a talking dog. I take uh, that, big bird. So, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just she, teasing. Yeah, she, really, she really loves those, those little syllables, all those little pasta. <laughs> yes. And when, you know, we have a lot of fun, too, because when Martha, well, you know, as in Susan's book, when they cut back at the soup factory and don't get all the letters, then Martha's speech is garbled. And, and when she eats Spanish alphabet soup, she starts speaking Spanish. And there's a moment when we have a couple of bad guys in the show who are always trying to kidnap Martha because, of course, a talking dog. That, you got to be able to, that would be like the greatest prize ever. And they feed her Polish alphabet soup, and she's suddenly speaking Polish, and she doesn't know why. And it's just a fun way to think about and talk about language. Exactly. I actually had a very funny conversation with one of our advisors once. Could you know that that's not how children actually learn to speak? I said, yes, we do know that. (laughs) Well, I mean, date back to someone when we were all growing up and, and some of the educational TV shows that we listened to. Humor was always an important ally and for us to remember how to conjugate a verb or to know the difference between yours, ours, I, am, you know, all the different grammar tools. Don't you agree? Oh, we think humor is critical. (laughs) And in fact, we try, when we have writers who work with us, and and Susan, you can certainly speak to this, one of the key things is how funny they are. We, We actually try to recruit our writers from like, who are comedy writers as opposed to actual children's quote-unquote writers because we think they have a really good way of getting at this material. You're doing a great job. Go ahead, Susan. Well, I was going to say one of the great things is that um, they have captured Martha from the book, which is actually Martha from real life, oh, and, and they've done it so well. You know, it's just the personality of the dog comes through, and I think that's important. You know, I think that's very important in terms of the kids seeing this, this, this dog learning herself what these words mean, you know, and just being curious and goofy and, and you know, foolish often and just, you know, but learning, uh, learning, and I've, I've just lost the train of my thoughts. So That's okay. That's okay. Just drink some soup. You'll be fortified right, and right, your right, vocabulary will still out. If, if, if only, if only that were. <laughs> 
Well, one of the shows I got to listen to, and you got to help everybody know how to find this out, but uh, it was a season two premiere of Martha Speaks, and it was the Antique Roadshow episode with Martha's favorite beat-up green-striped chair. So let's talk a little bit about that. I don't want to be an episode spoiler, but, you know, there were a lot of words in that episode that were teaching kids about the word valuable, for example, and priceless and things like that. So let's talk about that. You know, those are really hard words to learn, especially if you if you've never kind of encountered them before. And the words about economics and, I mean, all of this is pretty abstract stuff. So you want to connect it to something that feels real to a kid. And, you know, we just thought what could be more real than, you know, Martha having to figure out what the value of her chair is and if someone else is profiting from it, which is another one of the words. And, you know, whether it got donated to the thrift store, which is donate was another word, and then they had to try to get it back and how much did it cost? And so, it, you know, each of those words was kind of tied to this theme about money, which is, those are very important words for kids to understand, but teaching them out of context, they'd be pretty boring. But if, you, if you're involved in a great chase to save Martha's precious chair and then find out whether is it going to be a really valuable antique and, you know, and then she'd never see it again, it kind of makes those words very memorable. You know, it's just wonderful to, to tuck in these words and things into this story that's just so wonderfully ridiculous. And, you know, the chairs, from Martha's standpoint, is just this stinky, lovely, you know, comfortable old thing. And without it, she gets more and more exhausted. And that's, you know, so the words are there, but they're tucked in there so nicely that, you know, what you're hearing when seeing is the story and, and this, this, this character who is getting sillier and sillier as she gets more and more tired. <laughs> well, now you're taking your show to the White House now. That's a pretty big presidential achievement. Martha's in the White House, and as you all say, her last name isn't Washington. But let's talk about <laughs> President's Day And I don't know all you listeners out there from economics class that you were sitting in history class or whatever and someone had to like nudge you because you were going. (laughs) You would not do that if you watched the Martha Speaks episode about uh, the two-part episode that will air on February 15th, guarantee. I sort of wish that Martha was my history teacher in high school. (laughs) Well, you know, we we couldn't resist when we found out that our president was looking for a new dog. We just knew Martha was the perfect person to help him find one. I mean, come on. (laughs) And of course, uh, along the way, we knew we could have a lot of fun with government words, which are another set of words that kids really need to learn. But I think, you know, Martha's perspective on on all of the power struggles in Washington, and especially those fat cats, who she's very uh, down on, you know. um, I know, poor cats. I have to interject here. Cats, I'm sorry, (laughs) felines. You weren't cast in the most There's complimentary one, one. light. <laughs> you know, we do have a show where Martha has to learn about... Actually, there's a show where we teach words like prejudice and tolerance, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. when Martha actually learn, has to foster a kitten. Yeah. Well, there you she go. She learns that maybe all cats aren't quite the way she thinks they are. So. Good. But yes, we know that her, her attitude about cats in this show is... Well, not the most positive, but she's a dog, so what can you do? Hey, I think it's kind of funny that the president in your series looks very much like our current president, and yet the name of the White House first dog is Chessie. Yes. Is that to protect the innocent, or did Bo not sign off on this? Or Actually, the first drawing of the dog was kind of a mutt from a shelter, but but who knew at that point? You know, it takes, takes a while. <laughs> 
to right. put things together. But it, and uh, Chessie has become a Portuguese water dog. But, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Carol, I'll let you fill in the details. Well, I think we this. wanted. You know, what's fun is to sort of take a page from what's going on around us, so that a parent can get a big laugh out of the fact that our that the president in our show looks similar to our current president. But on the other hand, we also want to make sure that it doesn't feel like you can only watch it this year. Um, you we, got it, Because right. these shows are around for years and years and years. So we wanted to both kind of connect to the fun stuff that's going on now and the news and stuff, but also be something that in 10 years a kid could still watch and still enjoy. So Well, I think I will still enjoy it when I'm as old as Betty White. So <laughs> I think that's <laughs> She is marvelous, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's been on our show, and i got to tell you, you know, she hits all the ages, and I think your Martha Speaks. Don't be fooled, everybody, by the fact that it's a PBS kid show because because it truly does make you smile, make you laugh, make you think while you're watching it. And, you know, Martha is a dog that speaks her mind with such doggy diplomacy at times, don't you think? <laughs> and sometimes without it. Yeah, <laughs> Or yeah. If, if that's what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, no, she just, she does see the world um, through the eyes of a dog. And I, I do think that, you know, that Martha, the books and the show, is uh, geared or seems to hit a lot of different age groups. I mean, people... People enjoy it, my age, older, all sorts of reasons. And now uh, a much a younger crowd is really enjoying it on TV. So it's, uh, it's uh, she speaks to many people. Well, what's also important, though, she also is an advocate for animals and shelters. So one of the episodes yeah, I watched, right. if you want to talk a little bit about her role that she helps for animals that are being adopted or animals at shelters. You know what? I was just thinking about that in terms of, of the White House. That's Of course, that, that does mention the, the, the shelter dog that the president is looking or was looking for a, for a dog from a shelter. But there's so many of the, of the stories that have dog issues, whether it's about shelters and what they need and dogs that need homes, but also things that, that hurt dogs, you know, I mean, fireworks hurt their ears, poisons, uh, you know, many of these stories that are just, they're stories. And then afterwards you think about, oh, well, you know, that episode had a dog that was in a car that was too hot and that's dangerous for dogs. Once again, you know, the, the things that they're talking about that are either good or bad for dogs are, are tucked into the stories and that really is very important to me. You've written six Martha Speaks books, is that correct? Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. I think uh, you kind of hit something called the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, I think Martha's done pretty well. <laughs> she has. <laughs> but I have, I have been very fortunate to have had a whole bunch of animal characters, but the dogs have uh, definitely overwhelmed the other, the rats and the mice and the birds, but <laughs> the dogs are, are absolutely, they've been the main characters. So, And they're all, you know, many dogs are tucked into the books, oats, uh, our pug is, is Bert, who is the, the pug in the series and also in the books. And uh, Skits was really our dog. And, you know, in terms of dog personalities, he is definitely the real Skits, definitely the, sky, the sidekick, you know, the goofy doggy dog. And Martha was always really the alpha dog. So basically, I'm just recording what my dogs were really like. <laughs> so. You have four dogs now? Oh, we had we had four, but uh, our our lovely pit bull Daisy uh, died at the age of thirteen um, last fall, and that's very sad. But uh, um, who are the three doggies that are lucky enough to be in your home now? Well, at the moment we have a hundred pound black lab with a little Rotty thrown in for heft, and a 
the pug, Oats, and then we have the Dudley who, um, you know, who makes it made me smile when you said when you said, what was it? Just behave. Um, that oh, behave. He doesn't. Oh, behave. He does not. He does not. He, he has a few issues. He's a stray. <laughs> We're still working on a few issues with him, but he's he's a wonderful, loving dog as long as you <laughs> understand him. So. Well, you know, when you come to down to it, do you want a robot or do you want a dog with oh, a well, that's personality, well, that's right? And, yeah, and there's another story that's in the series <laughs> and the book. Perfectly, perfectly Martha. Dogs are perfect already. Yes, oh, that's and they are all different. They are all different personalities. So how can you... How can you not, you know, see that they are um, all individuals and that they all could have their own stories? <laughs> so, what uh, are some of the things that uh, maybe in really creating Martha's character have helped you about your own character, Susan? About my own character? I can say that, that you know, I've always been an animal lover, but I have to say that once we got Martha and realizing at the time, you know, that, oh, gosh, she's got some pit bull in her uh you know, um, and no one's going to take her. We've got to keep her early on when we were, you know, really worried about her because she was a mess and not housebroken and, and et cetera. But uh, to discover and begin to think about how many dogs there really are out there, how many animals, cats too, you know, that need homes that are in shelter, shelters or are in states where, you know, there is no such thing as a, a no-kill shelter. Certainly my awareness has grown um, from just being oh, I love my dog, too, uh, I love my animals, To good heavens, here is this, this whole, a whole group of animals that need so much, and, um, you know, so what, whatever Martha can do, whatever I can do, uh, I know donating to various places, visiting some places, uh, just, it's been an education, along yes, with that- being a ride. Boy, what a ride. <laughs> <laughs> we are speaking with Susan Mehta. She is the creator, author, illustrator of the Martha Speaks series. And with her is senior executive producer of many, many wonderful children programs, Carol Greenwald. Together, they are a dynamic duel. And we're going to talk more about the Martha Speaks show on PBS Kids TV right after we pay for the show by taking this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world.
When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Betty White, and I'm inviting you to tune in to the Obehave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're chatting with Susan and Carol and about this wonderful dog, Martha, who swallowed some soup that went to her brain and now she can speak English. And depending on the variety of the soup, I guess, Polish, Spanish. I wonder if she can do pig Latin in uh, alphabet soup. (laughs) Anything is possible with Martha. (laughs) So, you know, history, the President's Day, you know, sometimes it can be kind of uh, just a holiday that you pass over. So if you could help us out a little bit, Carol, how can Martha, the dog on the PBS Kids series, Martha Speaks, give a little more uh, pomp and circumstance to President's Day? Well, you know, Martha's goal is to make sure that everybody understands how government works because she's learned a lot by being down in in Washington about how it all works, and she thinks she has it figured out. So, um, and really, she's become the special ambassador to the animal kingdom, you know, at some point during the show. And I think she's she's got a lot of good ideas about how to break through all of the conflicts in Washington and, and get everyone, and everyone can get along, except possibly, again, as I said, she's not sure the cats will, will come in line, but everybody else. Well, that's not bad. I mean, that's better than some of the uh, politicians have been doing here in Washington. I'm not getting into a political battle, but wouldn't it be kind (laughs) of neat if we could wave a magic wand or a tail wag and actually have a dog of good character calling the shots? Can you imagine? One of the things that I find wonderful about the show is that Martha's instant concern, you know, where are the portraits of the first dogs? That's that's all I'm trying to interject. And this is an important issue to a dog. Where are they? There are all these wonderful portraits of presidents and first ladies, and but where are the first dogs? The things that Martha thinks are most important, of course, are making sure there's plenty to eat, and that's what she's always looking for in her next meal. So she she would certainly be thinking about that and how everybody gets their next meal. And she also likes to be able to stick her head out the window and let the air, you know, run through her ears. So I think that's another thing that she spends a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. yeah. I do that too, but then I'd get in trouble. I wouldn't be able to keep my, uh, you know, car in its lane. So, but I do have Doug. Well, she doesn't do too much driving, so luckily. No, yeah, but plenty (laughs) to eat is a noble cause to have number one on your agenda when you're addressing the president of the United States. 
Absolutely, absolutely, and in in a big way, <laughs> yes, definitely. But I think, uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting that she is able to, you know, she needs to know what all these words are about. What what is the government? What is a nation? Is that the same thing as a country? And and you know, there's going to be somebody who is going to explain it in a drawing or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's a fun way to to really learn as Martha learns <laughs> and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and um, to be that much of a blah, 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 blah talker in Washington, I'm not sure if that fits right in, but I, he's talking to the president's cabinet. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful Martha scene, a Martha moment. <laughs> well, and the vocabulary, let's talk. I mean, this series is really aimed at young children, but they're going to be learning words like advisor, constituency, representatives, volunteer. I mean, there's some pretty meaty uh, words that through the magic of Martha, our young minds are going to be grasping. Well, and you know, we know kids can do it. If you think about, you probably know children who you've seen suddenly get hold of a big word and once they understand it, they just love to use it. You know, they love the way it sounds. They love to be able to use it. And, you know, so what we're trying to do here is to just give them a lot of those big words. And then when they start reading, it'll be much easier for them to recognize and understand what they're reading because they'll have encountered all of these words before. And that's a really critical thing because kids who, the vocabulary is one of the biggest predictors of how well someone's going to do in school. Oh, absolutely. We want to give every kid the best tools they can have to do well in school. Well, with the creative approach that you all have with the Martha Speaks series, whether it's on TV or in a book, I can just see it now, 10 years from now, someone saying, I want to thank the Academy and Martha. <laughs> and you may have a president coming up here that's going to say, you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Martha Speaks, and that's what got me into politics. The possibilities are endless. Maybe even a dog will be president. Huh? Although I do like cats. I think cats could be quite good diplomats if we give them a chance. Yes, well, I think a cat could be vice president. And, uh, well, you wouldn't tell the cat that they're number two because that doesn't oh, really... Oh, I know. You're right. Cats. You're right. You're It'd have to be their idea. We'd have to create a whole special, like, ambassador to the universe or something. And then the, <laughs> and then the cat would right. accept that appointment. Right. I have had a cat, and, so I'm, and I do adore cats. So it's not... I think that they will probably a very wonderful cat sometime in the future, a, a tailless Manx cat, um, I hope, will find her own story. <laughs> so, oh, we'll you heard it here first. So let's kind of wrap this up and let's talk a little bit of how people can sniff around more about uh, Martha Speaks. So let's go with Carol. How can people find out more about the show? Well, you can certainly go to our website, which is at pbskids.org slash Martha Speaks. And there you'll find lots of information about the show. For parents, there's information about how to help your kids learn the vocabulary that's in the show, also for teachers. And then there's tons of fun games and activities for kids to play. So that's a great place to find out more about the show. That's there right. Not only books. February 15th, but you're in your second season, correct? Second season, yes. We're on a second season, yeah. And then more shows to come next fall. And this is, a, I just wanted to mention, there are also books yeah. that are based on the series and, you know, as, as further, as another part of, of Martha speaking and speaking and speaking. Those books are in the bookstore now, right, aren't they, Susan? Well, I think they are. I think the first yeah. ones are in the bookstore, and there are going to be a, there are going to be a number of them um, out there over the next over the course of the year. So, and all based on the series with the art from the series, which is. I have to tell you, I know we've talked about the message, but uh, Susan, your your illustrations are delightful. Oh, thank you, thank you. 
thank you. Then I'm going to quickly tell you that you know when we first started the show and I was learning how to how to draw on the computer and they have Studio B, which does the you know the animation. It's, they have the most wonderful animators and illustrators and designers, and they would send a drawing of something, a dog or a person or a place, and and it was so wonderful. But it wasn't my style, so <laughs> to say, you know, really, that's a wonderful drawing, but you got to, <laughs> you kind of have to not be that good. <laughs> let's, let's just take it back a notch or ten, and and so and but they really, they really got it, you know. So they, you know, the man who was in charge just absolutely got it, and that was just an initial thing that had to be discovered and dealt with, and and they have so. Oh, it's really well done. I want everybody now to remember to tune into Martha Speaks. It airs on PBS Kids TV. Just check your local listings to find the show. And, you know, Martha Speaks to me is a lot like a bowl of potato chips. One episode will only leave you hungry to see more. So dash over to the uh, pbskids.org slash Martha, and you can find out more about that. Hey, you might even learn some new vocabulary words yourself. And great news, listeners, you, for listening in, are eligible to try to win an autographed copy of one of the Martha Speaks books from the show that airs on PBS Kids TV. How do you do it? Easy. The code word, shh, don't tell your other friends, is Martha Speaks. Pretty easy, right? So the first two people who email me at Arden at Arden Moore com will get their paws on an autographed copy of one of the Martha Speaks books. So just go to Arden at Ardenmore.com, email with the code word Martha Speaks, and we will be announcing the winners on my e-newsletter, Arden Moore Knows Pets, and that's available by just going to Ardenmore.com. So congratulations in advance, and this is a great show, great book for all people who love dogs and even cats. So I'm glad you tuned in. I want to give a pause up to my very special guests, Susan Mehta and Carol Greenwald, and of course, my cool producer, Mark Winter. He keeps the airways on this show humming each and every week. Don't forget to sniff around the entire Pet Life Radio Network. We are the number one pet podcast network on the planet, and that's a lot of peas. So, also, be sure to sign up for my fun and free e-newsletter, Arden Moore Knows Pets. It's easy. Just click on ardenmore.com and sign up today. We offer fun tips on dogs and cats, and there's oodles of giveaways sure to please you and your pet. So, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com.